Hi, good evening. I'm Sapna Ravichandran from Richie Chambers and welcome to the RWC podcast. Today, we will be discussing about litigation in Malaysia. And here we have today, we have our managing partner, Mr. Richard Wee, and our partner, Ms. Melissa Raza. Richard, let me start the first uh, question with you. In your experience, uh, in your years of experience, whenever you deal with a litigation matter, how are, you, how are the reactions of your clients and what are their perspectives? Uh, thanks, Sapna. I, I want to first uh, con- congratulate uh, our technical team supported by Brian who got this podcast up and running and uh, congratulate the rest of our team who has been um, backing up uh, the creation of the podcast. To all of you listeners out there, con- welcome aboard. This is our very first podcast, the inaugural RWC podcast. Uh, so to answer your question, Sapna, um, the usual attention that I receive from a client whenever they are facing a litigation matter, particularly matters which uh, goes the whole nine yard towards trial, is the anxiety of trial. Uh, there is an element of, uh, especially for the plaintiff, there's an element of seeking justice, seeking uh, uh, what they feel should be their rights. And for a defendant, of course, they, are, they seek their form of justice, which is, I've been wrongly sued, I shouldn't be sued. Uh, but the prevalent feeling when we, we deal with clients uh, facing litigation is anxiety. And one of, the, one of the reasons for this anxiety is either the uh, lack of information, uh, some clients may have forgotten the facts, uh, they have uh, perhaps not been able to collate uh, sufficient and effective evidence for a trial, there are many combinations which uh, creates this uh, concern among the litigants. But across the board, um, we are, as lawyers, we will deal with these clients. Um, we will know how to advise them, how to guide them. Uh, and that's our job. All, all litigation lawyers do that. We, we, we try our best to soothe the uh, concerns of the client and make them feel more comfortable to prepare themselves for for the case. Okay, thank you, Richard. Uh, Miss Marlisa, just uh, from the same uh, question itself, uh, how would you uh, respond to your client when they react in uh, when they react this way? Thank you, Sapna. Um, so, if uh, our clients uh, react in certain ways, uh, like what Mister Richard has mentioned, uh, sometimes they. Uh, gets uh, they, they get anxiety uh, because of uh, uh, their lack of confidence perhaps in their case so what we will do is we will prepare our client accordingly we will advise them on what are the steps that our clients can take uh, in order for them to prepare themselves to the full nine yard of uh, litigation uh, so we will advise them uh, what are the documents that would they will need to prepare uh, and uh, what uh, or perhaps uh, they can also go back you know to to refresh their memory um, in terms of the facts of the matter itself so we will guide them step by step uh, we, we have uh, numerous meetings with our clients uh, just to refresh their memory in terms of their facts and whatnot so um, that's how we will help our clients accordingly in their litigation matters okay. Thank you, Marlisa. Richard, apart from courts, companies and businesses sometimes opt for some form of uh, dispute resolution such as arbitration. 
are these alternative uh, are these alternate forms of dispute resolution considered as litigation as well if so how are they different and what are their differences uh, that's a very good question um, uh, so it, <coughs> over the last um, i think four decades uh, in the world of dispute resolution uh, the traditional method of solving a dispute has always been taking the matter to court um, hence the phrase you 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 may have heard the phrase I'll see you in court it's a such a cliche and well known and well used phrase um, but the last four decades or so and in Malaysia particularly the last two decades uh, we've seen the growth of alternative dispute resolutions uh, we have tribunals we have arbitration we have mediations these are some examples of alternative uh, dispute resolutions. There are different platforms uh, towards the same conclusion, which is to find resolution. An uh, arbitration, if I can give a quick uh, uh, example about it, is a, a is some sort of a court, but parties need to agree to go for an arbitration matter. And the arbitrator is usually someone who's appointed by the two parties. Uh, arbitration, of course, have now become very institutionalized we have uh, many arbitration centers around the world and uh, these centers have appointed or have a list of uh, arbitrators which they can appoint um, so it, it's very structured now uh, the same goes for mediation uh, where parties meet a mediator who will try to mediate the differences and come to uh, a common ground where both parties can settle the matter a tribunal on the other hand is usually an in-house or uh, a uh, in uh, inside hearing board uh, if i can use that word that phrase uh, so for example we have a consumer tribunal we have uh, uh, tribunals for tourism and hospitality tribunals for sports uh, these are all very as you can see from the, the examples a very in-house kind of uh, tribunal and uh, it's, uh, it's usually fast cheap uh, and parties can get a resolution very fast through tribunals now, the big difference between all this, uh, the last part of your uh, query, uh, is that uh, litigation in court is run by the court of law, uh, which is usually managed by the uh, the government. You know, the uh, uh, when I say government, I'm talking about the management of the court. Of course, the, the all the courts are independent, uh, but these courts are run under the constitutional law, uh, managed by the parliament. So it, it's, it's, it's like the, the end game of, of uh, resolutions. Whereas arbitration is usually for specialized matters, shipping, construction, sports, uh, are examples of matters being heard uh, by arbitration. Uh, tribunals, as you just heard just now earlier, are very specialized in nature. And uh, mediation, on the other hand, is a pre-trial uh, process where parties try to uh, find, a, as I said earlier, a common ground to settle the matter. Thank you, Richard. Melissa, apart from uh, arbitration, the tribunal, and as, uh, mediation as well, are there any other forms of alternate dispute resolution that you'd like to add to the list? Um, yes, so uh, there is another one that uh, somewhat do not require a third party to hear uh, the dispute between parties is uh, by way of negotiation. So what the parties uh, in general now would like to opt for before uh, going into litigation 
is negotiation before uh, between between the parties. So negotiation is simple in a way. Both parties just meet and uh, have a meeting and negotiate for settlement uh, if if uh, they believe that settlement is uh, possible in a way. Um, so negotiation is a part of alternative uh, dispute resolution, uh, and apart from that, there is also conciliation. Conciliation is somewhat like mediation, where a third party is appointed uh, to hear uh, both parties' um, dispute. Uh, however, similar again to, to mediation, the third party does not make a decision. Uh, parties will make a decision um, based on their uh, agreement to, uh, in terms of their dispute. So those are the two uh, alternative dispute resolution that I would like to add to Richard's list. While we are uh, on this uh, alternate dispute resolution topic, um, what are the benefits of bringing a dispute before the courts as compared to, for example, arbitration or even mediation for that matter, Marisa? Well, in terms of mediation, uh, negotiation and also conciliation, I reckon the settlement of those disputes will be faster if you compare to arbitration or um, court uh, simply because parties have uh, a control over the process and progress of their dispute resolution. Uh, that is one of the benefits of uh, this alternative dispute resolution. Um, apart from that would be cost, I guess, um, because uh, for mediation, parties uh, they can appoint any certified mediator and agree on the fees. For example, there, there's no um, filing fees like court. There's filing fees for arbitration. There's um, arbitrator's fee. There's um, administration fee uh, of the arbitration institution. So I guess those two are the most obvious benefits uh, for alternative dispute resolution. Um, I believe perhaps uh, Mr. Richard would want to add to those benefits as well um thanks um Ma, i think in terms of benefit if i if i can give another angle uh for arbitration for example it is uh, that there's an element of uh international cross-border dispute so it's a uh, one of the rare areas where uh lawyers may be able to uh, litigate a matter uh, in a country where that lawyer is not from. Uh, as you uh, may be aware by now, uh, lawyers, um, our careers are very much based on the border of the nation. Uh, so if you are a Malaysian lawyer, you'll probably just be able to only practice in Malaysia. Uh, but arbitration allows parties to, to, to go beyond the border. And also I think one of the biggest benefit for, for example, arbitration, is that when we have two companies uh, from two different countries uh, going into a transaction and if, if they want to have a, a dispute resolution clause uh, and you know even in RWC we draft that in into our contracts then we actually create a, uh, a clause which say that if the party are in dispute they may take the matter to arbitration and um, uh, that allows the party to have uh, the comfort that should they disagree with each other they may be able to still litigate the matter, notwithstanding the fact that they are from two different countries. Thank you, Richard. 
Marisa, my next question is for you. What are the preparatory steps that one has to take and or we can say bear in mind if uh, if and when considering to litigate a dispute? Well, um, okay. Thank you, Sabna, for that question. Now, I believe a lot of our listeners out there would want to know the answer for this if they are looking to litigate their dispute. I guess for the most important uh, preparation that uh, a person or individual or a company uh, must take to considering to litigate a matter is one, that they have to manage their expectation. Um, that is what I usually advise my client that you have to advise uh, that you have to manage your expectation in terms of time and cost that you are going to incur uh, throughout uh, litigating your matter uh, and uh, apart from that of course uh, then you will need to have uh, preparation with regards to your documents, uh, your facts, uh, you will need to know your facts, definitely uh, your documents must be in order. Uh, however, this or all these preparatory steps uh, will be advised by your lawyers. Uh, so I guess all lawyers would, would advise the same thing, but uh, what we at RWC, we usually tell our client uh, that you have to um, manage your expectation and you, you cannot expect uh, everything will be uh, smooth sailing. Uh, there will be um, uh, hurdles in between, there will be ups and downs, uh, and you have to be prepared for all that. That is one thing that I will tell my clients. Richard, would you like to add on to that? Well, when you're preparing a matter for litigation, actually, um, I, I'm not sure how other lawyers do the work so I, and I'm not here to comment about other work but I'll just comment on the way uh, we run our staff for me the moment a, a client walks into our office uh, and want to uh, litigate the matter either as a plaintiff or defendant at that moment in time we start preparing for the litigation so at that moment in time we will uh, ask questions uh, peruse documents ask for as much documents as possible and in fact well, one of the things I personally like to do is to get the clients to prepare a summarized facts uh, within the next that, that few days because the facts is still very much uh, clear in his or her mind um, and, and then we will use that that summary of facts uh, for the trial uh, usually the trial will only take place about six months to a year from that date so for me, the preparatory step starts from the very first day the client walks into our office. Uh, from the way we draft our letter of demand, our respond to the letter of demand, whichever way, lah, uh, either litigation or, or uh, sorry, either as a plaintiff or a defendant, uh, we start preparing there and then. Thank you, Richard. I'll move on to my final question, which is for the both of you. I'll start with you first, Richard. How long does it take to litigate a dispute? Uh, there's, a, there's a common question our client asks <laughs> us all the time. Um, usually uh, in Malaya, uh, and when I say Malaya, I'm referring to Peninsula Malaysia, uh, most courts will take about um, a year or maybe 18 months 
from the date the case is filed to the date the matter is uh, heard for trial. Um, for arbitration, it can be as fast as within three months or sometimes it may take as long as a year before uh, parties actually conduct a, a, a hearing at the arbitration. So for for courts uh, in, in, in Malaya, as I was saying, uh, particularly in Klang Valley, uh, the the courts, uh, for example, in the in Kuala Lumpur, are very fast, and the judges uh, have a very strict uh, key performance index to adhere to. Uh, they try to uh, give flexibility to the parties, but they are also very strict in the timeline. And most lawyers have now reacted uh, over the last five to ten years to become more efficient and uh, we are more uh, lean and mean uh, dealing with uh, case managements and whatnot to prepare for trial. In Sabah and Sarawak, some of you who are hearing this podcast about Malaysian law for the first time, uh, just for your information, in Malaysia, we have three different uh, uh, countries which came together to form Malaysia. One is Malaya, the other state is uh, the state of Sabah and then the state of Sarawak. Uh, of course, there was a fourth state uh, called Singapore, but it left in 1965. So, um, uh, Sabah and Sarawak is a different uh, time process, but I made to understand from my counterparts uh, in, in Borneo that uh, the, the litigation process there is equally prompt and they do uh, uh, get to complete the case uh, around the same time we in the, in Malaya um, complete our case. So um, to answer a question, the timeline um, depends uh, on which state you file in, uh, but generally in Malaya, uh, Peninsular Malaysia, you are looking at anything between 12 months to 18 months for you to appear before the judge uh, to testify for your case. Thank you, Richard. Um, while we're on the question of timeline, does this timeline apply to alternative dispute resolution as well? Um, as I said earlier, um, for uh, for arbitration, uh, it can take up three months, six months, uh, but it, it's hard to say for arbitration hearings because parties sometimes have cumbersome and voluminous uh, documents. And, uh, as, and what more if parties are from two different countries, uh, it will be even more uh, uh, challenging to manage the hearing. So it may take a longer time. But I've personally have heard and I personally have conducted, uh, or, or should I say, uh, lit litigated uh, arbitration matters where I appeared before the arbitrator and within six months, we had a hearing or what we will call as a trial and completed the case. But we have had cases where it takes years and the matter is still not completed. So it, it, it depends. Quite hard to give a definitive timeline for arbitration. Thank you, Richard. Marlisa, my final question to you is, how long, uh, in your years of practice, how long has your case lasted, a particular case? Hmm. Well, um, interesting, <laughs> interesting yeah, question. Yeah, I can see you laughing uh, there, so Mal, yeah. <laughs> so um, your question uh, in my years of practice, um, how the, what is the longest uh, period has my case gone? 
is actually in my years of practice. <laughs> um, that is throughout my three years in practice. Um, but interestingly, Sapna, that case started way before I started practicing. So um, again, uh, as what Richard mentioned, although courts nowadays are very fast uh, in, in, their, um, in their process, however, uh, some courts do give flexibility to parties. Um, not to say flexibility, but more to um, giving parties the opportunity to litigate their matters and opportunity uh, to um, file their any any kind of applications which they are entitled to. So that is why uh, some cases can be a little bit longer than uh, the other matters. Um, however, uh, parties would need to uh, keep going, and I, I guess uh, uh, the the court would have to to somewhat entertain to, to those applications. So that's my answer. Um, it can be as long as as it can go. Yep. Thank you, Melissa, and thank you, Richard. Um, this is the end of our first hour podcast of uh, our Richard V. Chambers. Uh, I hope our listeners out there um, enjoyed this uh, podcast and we will be back for more. Thank you.